0: Hello and welcome to episode 112 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse. With me is my best friend ad nauseum, Mr. Steve Morton. Hello, Steve.
1: Good afternoon. How are I, I've you? just realized what just realised what one one two is. It's the emergency phone number over here.
0: <laughs> well, so this this is a perfect uh, connection because this is an emergency session that we're going to have here. Uh, episode 112 is actually, we're calling it the time matrix or, or how to turn any planner into a productivity planner. I, sounds I sounds like more it, official. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> well, the time matrix, maybe some people would have thought that. They're entering the matrix, you know, they're in the movie, the matrix. No, no, we don't want that. So (laughs) Steve actually sent over a few links this last week and we've been looking at them. And I know we had done episodes on Franklin Covey planning systems and the quadrant systems, and we're not going to go over all of that because we have already done so. But... Looking at it as a whole, I thought, wouldn't it be nice if we could turn any planner into a productivity planner? That means that every time you pop your head into it, there is productivity happening, that you're not just sat there going, oh, well, let me stick some more washi tape on here and put some more stickers in there. And Steve's shaking his head going, no, 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 no. So look, it's all fun and games until an an appointment gets missed, right? Or it's all fun and games until a deadline is not met. And what I'd like to do today with my illustrious colleague is to discuss quadrant two, of the franklin covey system which has been defined in so many ways but we're calling it the productivity quadrant for lack of better words cuz that's where stuff happens it's uh, quadrants 1 4 and 2 that seem to um, drain the energy of quadrant 2 it's, and what is it one, 1 4 and 3, not one, four and three. <laughs> important non urgent important So quadrant two, to remind everybody, is important and not urgent. Correct, Steve. Whereas quadrant one was important and urgent. And the Mm -hmm. difference is that the urgency in quadrant one has been defined by someone else. Whereas the urgency in quadrant two is being defined by us. So we're the ones that get to say, I'd like to complete project X, Y, and Z on this day. And I'm arbitrarily setting a date or I'm setting a date based on deliverables that have to happen. And thank you, Onslow for being in another episode of the hitchhiker's guide to the Planetverse. So, in quadrant two is where we can get our thoughts down and actually start working towards completing the project. And I say, and I think Steve will, will assert with this with and agree with me on this, is that you can't manage time and you can't be productive until you've got your goals figured out. You have to have a centralized system of goals upon which you are gauging whether you are being productive or not. I mean, how do you know you're being productive Mm. if you don't know what you're trying to get to?
1: We also... I've been looking at this and sort of working out who would fit into the the different quadrants, if you like. The the urgent and important thing is something like a firefighter. He's always going to be in that sort of thing, isn't he? Um, Yeah. One way or another. Whereas we're most probably more comfortable working within quadrant two which is the non-urgent but still important so that we can sort of plan for things and sort of go through things and know that we've actually completed something before we go on to the next thing and next thing and stuff like that
0: even even if you haven't completed it though you mm. at least have milestones of where you need to be yeah. so that you can gauge whether you're at the end point or not my mm. least favorite quadrant of all is the waste quadrant which is quadrant i think 4 oh. on yeah. yeah which is bottom bottom right and that's where everything is done in excess so mm. it's too much T V, too much internet, too much whatever, but you're not getting anything done. You're doing no. busy work. You're you're organizing papers, you're filing things, you're you're really not moving the project forward. It's all mm. the work that can be completed on downtime. It's all the work that can be completed without having to take up your business day, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's the sort of non billables in a way, if you, in, in business speak, isn't it? You know, it's all yeah, the overheads absolutely. and stuff that's irrelevant and, and, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Well, one of, the, one of the things that caught my eye in some of the videos that you had sent, which I know Steve is going to link the videos towards the mm. end when we actually put this stuff up. But one of the things that caught my eye was the fact that a lot of people can't distinguish between uh, when something is urgent or when something is important. And I think it's, it's worth clarifying. So there's a lot of people that will fill up your day with their stuff if they could. And mm. it's up to you to decide what's important versus what's urgent. Now, a house on fire isn't urgent and important, right? <laughs> that is a pretty good example of something that's urgent and important. Um, a house on fire 75 blocks away is urgent, but not to you. Right, so the, so the distinction has to happen on your end, of where your priorities lie, and where do you draw the line? Where do you say at, at point X and Y, at these coordinates, I no longer will consider what happens after this point important or urgent? How do you define that?
1: Sort of a some some of the sort of the urgent and non-important things there are things like where you've been invited to a, a meeting, and you don't have anything to contribute to that meeting you you sort of sit there wondering am i in the right meeting here? Or, <laughs> which has happened to me <laughs> and i'm thinking hmm, i don't think i'm in the right room here or come on the wrong day
0: Have you have you entered brain surgery 101 steve are you in the yeah. right class
1: <laughs> yeah i've gone all the way up to london <laughs> and oh, no. found them there on the wrong day
0: <laughs> wow wow <laughs> So, so ideally what you can do, and I I really like all, there's all kinds of planning systems that set you up for success in this, but ideally what you'd be doing is setting up a set of goals for the beginning of the year or the beginning of the month, depending on Mm -hmm. where you're at. So if we're just going to walk through a hypothetical, you have set, set number of goals, let's say three goals that you'd like to accomplish in one month, you write the goals out and you put the milestones on the various dates of the month that you're going to be accomplishing them. And what happens is you go through your week, you you log in certain days, you start partitioning out the events in which you're going to start producing results for these goals. And towards the end of the month, you start reviewing or at the end of each week, ideally, you'd be reviewing where you are and what you're, you know, where you've gotten. What I, I think a lot of people miss out on is at the end of the month, you can actually do a full on review of where you've gotten and what you can push forward to the next month to carry over because maybe now this project has become more sophisticated. Maybe there's other elements to it. Maybe there is a sense of completion that has happened already that needs to be acknowledged and then now move on to something better, bigger and better or whatever it is uh, that you want to define. But th- that way, the final review, I think at the end of the month and at the end of the year and also in, at the end of the weeks would allow someone to push through and see um, where they've gotten. I think that's one of the things I love about the Franklin Covey is that they have that little um, the ruler, the page timer that says for mm. today what the big the big goals are for the day. And I love that it sits as a page divider because it's right there and you can change mm. it out. I wish other planning systems would incorporate similar ideas, but you can make your own.
1: Yeah, you. you I've seen that people use that system. And um, it's quite appealing because you can carry the thing forward into the next day it's so much easier, can't you? Right. Um, you oh, don't yeah. have to do a lot of rewriting stuff all the time. Um, well, then
0: you can cross it out or whatever. Yeah. You could see immediately you can see what's been accomplished. Mm.
1: The, um, the sort of I think the sort of aim into sort of working out what you're going to be doing. It's particularly important for people in you know, a work situation because you can show through what you were hoping to achieve and what you actually achieved some form of, you know, you know I'm not going to say productivity, but uh, it's, it's a much more measurable um, sh- yeah. show of progress, particularly when it comes to your sort of performance review, your annual review um Your salary um reporting review, whatever you call it, uh, your staff appraisal, evaluations um, the, or whatever, yeah, evaluation. They all go under. It's all basically the same thing, but they they've got so many different names for it. It's it's a bit silly. Yeah, but um, you know, we've all been there at some stage, I'm sure, in our careers. But um if you've got some means of being able to sort of demonstrate what you aimed to do at the. The start of the year and then demonstrate that you've actually done it through the year and how, how it broke down and what what the success was and all the rest of it then you're 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 helping the person that's writing your evaluation no end because they've got such an easier job of doing it and I you've agree. done it for them almost
0: Have you ever had to write your own? I've had to write my own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Okay. So it actually, you end up becoming the writer for your own evaluation. Uh, And this would help you. Also, it would help you in situations where, and we've all seen it, where sometimes colleagues think that they're going to mooch off of the work that you've been doing the Mm. entire time and take credit for something they haven't done or they've maybe just walked in in the final hour and now suddenly they can sweep in and take all the credit and you could very clearly show how all of the planning and productivity that's gone into it is now documented mm. so yeah. uh, document everything because it's fun and you get to point mm. things out <laughs> in meetings <laughs> and say oh no no
1: <laughs> the, the, the sort of preparation side of, of um, your sort of weekly work, monthly work, whatever, also will will help you in terms of if you actually need physical, you know, things that you're building something, it helps you sort of make sure you're actually going to have all of these different supplies available mm-hmm. for that week when you're intending to assemble whatever it is. Let's say you're assembling something for a, an exhibition or something like that. Well, of course... Not everything's going to come through the door on week one, is it? It's going to be, oh, that one's, you know, that's that thing's available off the shelf. Oh, those two things are on sort of a two-week delivery and, and so on. So you'll be um, bringing all this these things together, possibly from various suppliers. By about sort of week three, you might have sort of 75% of the things and you can make, possibly make a start on assembling it. And then you go into the final week when the final things come in, just to, just finish things off or something like that. And, well, I know.
0: absolutely, and I've been in conventions, for example, where stuff mm. has to get sent mailed forward to the convention, and you're at the mercy of logistics companies that have gotten your order right or not. And so, but putting these things on um, on a schedule and being able to leave a buffer zone, which I love leaving buffer zones, uh, because you never know, mishaps have happened, and it's it would be absolutely devastating for someone who's paid so much for a convention booth, which don't run cheap. They run in the thousands. Uh, to, to get to convention and not have product or not have an essential element or not have mm. registration forms yeah. or whatever it is. Poster or something like that. It, it's absolutely devastating because now you've just doomed whoever it was that was meant to be at that booth to not have the supplies that they needed to, to move forward. Um, so, yeah, the, so The, the poster that was supposed on, to be
1: the... The backdrop to the stand. Right, right,
0: right. Or, you can get away with that kind of stuff, but product, especially product. Mm. If you're selling product there and you're trying to get as many people to sample what it is that you've mm. produced or uh, especially food shows, things like that, you want to make sure that you're mm. on, on, on there. So that's another way of keeping track is you're not you're prioritizing somebody else's success, but you're prioritizing it in your own goal book. Mm. And that makes you look good and it makes them look good. So that makes you an essential worker at that point, right? You're doing essential <laughs> things. That means you can go around past COVID dates and do things of your own volition. <laughs> Wishful thinking. So, uh, so yeah, so I would say that living in quadrant two for any planner is possible you don't need to have franklin covey inserts to do this i really wish franklin if they're listening franklin covey people please listen to this i really wish franklin covey would do inserts for other sized planners right so (laughs) not just their own proprietary ring configuration which is annoying as anything that i've ever seen uh, because they're american and they have to do things their way right i got it but can we just agree to the ISO terms of what ring standard sizes are and page sizes? And do ins- I mean, how lovely would it be to get A5 and desk fax sizes of frankly?
1: Or Audi? just sell them unpunched. We'll, we'll work around right. the rest of We'll punch of it. them. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. Don't punch them, but at least give us the page sizes or give us the digital platforms to or print off something our own. I think we were doing them. that for a while. Right. They did have a digital platform for a while, and that didn't go well. Nobody wanted to spend money on it. They really got into it exactly at the time when people were starting to come out of it. But Mm. anyway, they haven't hired me as a consultant yet, so we'll see. (laughs) So uh, you don't have to have those inserts to be productive. You can, and you can create your own, certainly. But I would think that if you started off the month with what are your most important and non-urgent matters and then break them down into project planning, how we've discussed on multiple episodes here in the Plannerverse, what you will have is a list of things that you ought to be working towards in that month. And anything that doesn't agree with those listed items have now found themselves in other quadrants. You can very easily segregate them into quadrants one, three, and four. And the place where everything happens is in quadrant two. So unless you want things to become urgent, (laughs) procrastinate, (laughs) and then they will become (laughs) urgent and important. But if you don't want them to become urgent, it's much nicer to work on these things at your own pace. And that way you can develop a hobby. That way you can develop things that you find yourself going, well, why, why don't I spend more time doing, I don't know, going to museums? Well, have you made time to go to museums? Mm. Why do not I spend more time learning a new language? Well, have you made time to learn a new language? There's always going to be time. And if it's important enough, you will make time for it. If it isn't, then you'll just say, I'll get around to it. It's, you know, at some point. And it's amazingly enough, Steve, I know you're slightly older than I am. Have you ever seen a calendar that has the word someday on it? Is there anywhere? <laughs> That's my
1: extra day in the week. <laughs> That's the someday, right? It fits between
0: Friday and Saturday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What day of the week is it? It's someday. It's someday,
0: Steve. <laughs> Today's the day that you get everything done, don't you know? It's a magical day. I, I sort of get to that
1: part, point in the week when I haven't got a clue what day of the week it is. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter. That,
0: that's why I have a planner so that yeah. I know where, what day I am in. So the, um, ultimately that's the quadrant two is where hmm. where the magic happens.
1: I think if you sort of sit in this that particular quadrant as well you will be able to because it's sort of not so urgent or you've got more things in that area you'll be able to spot the ones which are the sort of quick win um indeed the ones that you can sort of complete and you sort of get more brownie points for it and and what have you or you can get the thing done get it out the way and then get onto something that's going to task you know going to going to need more time um, to complete, or it's you, you needs more time to think through how you're going to uh, tackle the thing. Um, the actual thing itself might not take very long, but deciding how you're going to do it might take longer. Um, well,
0: which... you could incorporate other planning systems and methods here, right? Mm. David Allen's two-minute rule comes to mind. We yeah. mentioned this earlier. If you could do something in less than two minutes, get it done. And it's done and it's out of the way. So now you've started completing things and you're using time management, which is where it brings us to the mm. crux of this episode, is how are you actually managing your time? Because are you managing the time or are you managing the events or are you managing yourself doing the events? Mm. What is it that you're actually managing mm in time management and I I would assert that it's you managing your own time to the events that you've planned. Right? So whether Mm. whether you've planned for these times or not actually shows whether you're managing or mismanaging your time. Honestly, right? Doesn't Mm. it? Like if you have a hundred things to do and you've planned for only one then if the one thing is the one important thing and the 99 are the unimportant, then you've succeeded. Hmm. I really, really believe that because you could spend all day doing nothing. You could spend all day doing 99 things and not move one inch forward in your productivity or results producing of your, of your goal.
1: I occasionally get tasks that I write sort of almost religiously from one week to the next and I'm waiting for that opportune time or moment to actually do the thing. And then at some point, it just drops off the list completely because either events have overtaken reality and it's not actually required (laughs) now, or I've found an alternative solution and I don't need to do the other thing to sort of get it done, or it gets completely forgotten. (laughs) And then reappears. Wait, well, so. wait,
0: wait, wait! How would it get forgotten if you have it well, written down?
1: You, well, if it gets written down, but well, it doesn't get transferred from one week to the next because... Oh, you keep, I see. Yeah,
0: it falls through the loopholes of time. Yeah,
1: it falls fall through the cracks somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it got it got sucked into the time matrix.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. So so how do you account for that? Because I think that would be one of the biggest arguments that digital users would say is that my stuff never gets lost because I have a perpetual reminder telling me to do X, Y, and Z. How do you account for that in an analog world, Steve?
1: The, the problem with that for me is, is you, you would end up with a, just a growing list of tasks that you would never be able to sort of offload in a way. Yeah, and yeah you know you'd get to the point where you know particularly with the, the, I think the problem with digital systems is we tend to share them more don't we
0: mm-hmm.
1: um whereas your paper planner is only visible to you to a certain correct. extent correct correct um, and if you've got in a work situation where you have to share these things you know Leaving something off because you've suddenly decided that it's it, it's it's been six weeks. It's obviously not that urgent. I'm going to just drop that one there. Someone is bound to spot it somewhere. <laughs>
0: we're we're actually we're actually thinking. I, what you're saying sounds like Morton's theory of
1: of, <laughs> of relativity. <laughs> um, relativity of disappearing
0: disappearing to dos, which I would assert is a very good option because one thing is for certain. You will never run out of things to do in no. a day. There are always going to be things to do, so you have to account for Morton's theory of relativity of losing the to-dos. Like losing, uh, let's say, one to-do every two point five months or something like that. Right? There's one <laughs> I like one item that just <laughs> right. I'm not sure. I'm just throwing numbers arbitrarily out there. But let's say you lose track of one to-do every two and a half months. So what happens is, imagine if the digital version kept track of these, you would have added your to-do significantly. By the end of five years, you would have had, I don't know, 40 more to-dos suddenly. Exactly. And and so in in the effort of maintaining sanity and health and well-being, I think we should employ Morton's theory of relativity here. (laughs) And... And let the to-do go, let it go into the ethers, because if it was meant to be done, it would have gotten done by now.
1: Isn't it true? Isn't that correct? The the other problem associated with this, of course, is if you leave it long enough, you can't work out what you actually meant by those two words. (laughs) You think what did I actually mean to do with the garage door <laughs> or that whatever That has happened is. to
0: me so many times when I've written a couple of words down to jog my memory. And at the time it made sense what I wanted yeah. to say. But six months down the line when I probably resolved it, it's absolute jibber-jabber and I would just <laughs> cut it out and let it, let it go into the universe because it will come back to you in the shape of a newly formed to-do that is clear and concise and succinct, and you will be able to identify quickly on this new to-do that has been formed well, out of the old atoms of the old one.
1: Well, you'll <laughs> have to that, be done. that reminder of, when are you going to do X, Y, and Z from someone oh, yeah, else from, in the household? From
0: someone else that lives with you or knows you, right? <laughs> Weren't you saying you were going to be working on Project X, Y, and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was. However, mm. comma... <laughs> Um, Yeah. So I I would I would say to those people that are really keen on not losing any of their to do's, if it's important enough, put it put it wherever you think you're going to be reminded of it. But I would also say that in an effort to maintain tracking of your goals, the monthly review should pick up,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: should pick up any excess bits of uh, atomized to do's. That have been decimated and only their little electrons are poking out going, well, you forgot this one little thing to do. You could collect all of those in one fell swoop and be able to plug them into the new month coming forward mm-hmm. so that you've now eliminated any and you've, you were able to close out. I think you should, you know what, we should have an audit system for how to close out a month and a checklist for have you completed, you know what? I'm gonna work on that. That's a Plannerology thing, Steve. I'm (laughs) gonna produce that deliverable to you. Uh, And so wouldn't it be nice to have an audit list of how do you know when you're complete with your month? Let's do an episode on that. That's Mm. fun.
1: The other thing, of course, is by doing that at the end of each month or at whatever intervals you choose is that if a to-do item is a little bit, let's say, vague, You've got that mm. ideal opportunity to rewrite it into a more meaningful thing.
0: Or just keep saying it was too vague and I'm just not gonna do anything about it and cross <laughs> it off my list. There's two options. It could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, you can you can ideally when you're writing your goals out, your goals should be measurable and specific mm. and allow for failure mm. or allow for room to breathe so that you're not sat there crunching your time going must be productive must be productive right this is not the goal the goal is not to make us into these machines the goal is to allow us the time to work on things that give us meaning in life Mm. and if you find yourself wasting your time a lot because you're getting distracted or you just want to be in relax mode and you're not getting other things done you working in quadrant two is what's going to bring you out of quadrant Mm. four that's that's the magic of it, and so the, I, I, the really other do, I, I like, that like I to have own. less things, like Casey Neistat says, right? I don't want mm. to have more things on my calendar. I want to have less mm. things. Mm. So if they fall to the theory of Morton's relativity concept here, <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's one less thing I have to think about.
1: The other thing that brings to mind is as well is that where you're constantly um, chasing yourself. Um, in the sort of, oh, it's important and it's urgent, it's important and it's urgent. Mm. You're not giving yourself time to think of what you're going to be doing next. And also, to a certain extent, that you, you you would end up in a situation where you're maintaining the system, the planning system, as it were, taking up far too much time compared, and not allowing yourself enough time in the day to actually do the things as well. You're, you're spending more time on setting the thing up and maintaining the system just for the sheer hell of it almost. Right. Um, You'd almost sort of become sort of dedicated to just maintaining the planning system and having to delegate all the, the actual tasks to some other team right. or something. And you become Which the... now
0: means, right, well, that means that your goal... Initially, yeah. if we backtrack, your goal was to maintain the planning system and not yeah. be productive. Yeah. And I think that that's huge, right? Is to, mm. you're not, your goal is not to maintain the planning system. Your goal is to review the planning system and have it maintain your mm. goals. Mm. So if you're working backwards, I think that's a really important point, Steve, what you just said, mm. is to not get caught up in the in the process of planning so much that you become a slave to it, but that the process actually supports what you're trying to achieve in life. Yeah. Wow! Look at us. Have we couples. exhausted
1: ourselves, or exhausted I, 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 our readers? They've either I think sort we've of exhausted our given listeners. up the will to live by this point. If, or, if anybody
0: or wants to fall asleep, this is the moment where you should fall asleep. This is it. We've we've brought you full circle. Your insomnia is now resolved. Yep. And um, <laughs> you've not missed anything if you
1: have fallen asleep by after this point onwards. This, Apart from to say, where can, we, where can we find you on the internet?
0: <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Karine Tovmassian, throwpunchresumes.com, planarology.com. And where can we find you, Steve?
1: In the usual place of filofaxy.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Filofaxy on Instagram. And don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed our sparring and rambling today, don't forget to like it subscribe to it and share it.